We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run, always chasing, never stopping. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chasing Excellence. As always, I am here with Ben. How the heck are you? As always, Patrick, I'm doing great. Great. I put my podcast voice for that. Yeah. We are, we're returning to something. We haven't done this for a while and I don't know why we haven't done it other than that I kind of forgot about it, but we're doing a three by three. Um, we, uh, so three by three is when I come up with kind of three, uh, we had a really nice way of putting this. I gave you, I kind of give you three ideas and you give us your three hot takes on each one of those ideas. Mm-hmm. I think it was something like that. Um, and so I've got three things that to discuss with you today. They're going to be three strategies to improve confidence, three strategies to improve earning potential and three strategies to leave a lasting legacy. So let us begin the first one first, three strategies to improve confidence. Okay, I think so. I think I'd have a much better answer for this in a couple of weeks after we have um, Nate Zinzron, who's writing Confident Mind, who's wrote the Confident yep. Mind. Um, but for right now, I'll see what I can see. See how okay. mine line up to his when we have because <laughs> okay. we're having him on the podcast. That's right. Uh, so, all right, uh, three strategies to improve confidence. Um, number one, this can be no mystery to anybody that listens to this podcast is. Be aware of the words that you use. Mm. So your words are going to end up dictating so much. We just kind of had this on a recent podcast where we're talking about how um, words cast spells. Yeah. And that's why they call it spelling. Like It's powerful. Like if, if, yeah. if we have to understand how powerful the words that we use are. So you hear this all the time of like, oh, I'm just not feeling it today. Or yep. that people make little cop out um, statements all the time, or they shortchange themselves, or they don't take enough ownership with the way that they speak. So this awareness level. And really, you know, audit, the constant audit and editing and rephrase, if you catch yourself, rephrase it in real time. That's to me is by far the biggest one is your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, your actions will dictate who it is you become. They Mm -hmm. are, words are destiny. So really hard to kind of pinpoint thoughts because they happen so fast, you know, 60,000, whatever it is, that's made up. Don't quote me on that. (laughs) But your words, you can very clearly catch words. Mm -hmm. So listen to the things that you are saying and ask yourself if that is the voice of a confident person or not and Mm -hmm. start to speak as a confident person. That's the biggest one. So I love that. And just as a reminder, so the the, pod, the interview or the pod episode you're talking about is the one we had with Mark England. We had a couple. And one of the things we did, and I just I just happen to have it right in front of me, so I'm going to remind people of them. Uh, soft talk is what they call it. There's a, like 11 soft talk words. Think, might, maybe, sort of, kind of, guess, 
possibly, perhaps, hopefully, try and one day. And the idea being, if you can eliminate those from your vocabulary, from your your uh, how you talk and how we write, even uh, suddenly you're getting much closer to a, to a confident state of mind. Yeah, love that. Love that. Yep. Okay. Cool. That was one. What else? All right. So next one is. Um... So confidence, uh, a bad definition would be like this belief in yourself, right? That's kind of what that mm-hmm. is. And I, I know Zinzer has a much better one. So I'm going to leave, leave that for him to do because it's beautiful. But using that one right now as a placeholder, if it's a belief in yourself, the best way to improve confidence is to do things that you, that will cause you to believe more in yourself. And what I mean by that is mm. make very, very, very small promises to yourself, keep them, and then recognize those small wins. And what you're doing is you're creating consistency. And consistency leads to trust. And the trust is with yourself. Well, if you trust yourself, you're confident. So very small things like, uh, okay, so I'll give a real world example that happened yesterday. I haven't had a um, second serving of caffeine in about six months. So I do my Mm -hmm. one when I wake up right in the morning, one, you know, normal serving of caffeine. And I haven't had another one for six months. And I'm really proud of that because I I probably went through a, a last summer and longer where I would do probably like three to four servings a day. Yesterday. What's your, what's your caffeine of choice? I don't, cause it's not coffee. Yeah. Right? So I do like, it's a part of a, it's like a nootropic. So it's like a, a cognitive okay. enhancer. Um, and, but, but, but back when I was doing it and I was doing a lot, that wasn't the choice. It was like rains and bangs and caffeinated seltzers and, um, five hour energies. Like, hi, my name is Ben. And I was a caffeine addict. Um, yeah. I'd say that because I don't like having any vices and I, it sounds like I was doing a lot. I was doing, you know, three to four, three, I was doing three servings a day, sometimes two, sometimes three, but anyway, long story short is, um, I should say short story that I made really long. Um, I was out, (laughs) (laughs) um, of the gym yesterday to grab something and I knew I was going to, one of the things I was doing was filling up my car with gas and that was, that was a trigger for me. When I used to do that, I used to go into the little mobile marts or the Speedway or the Hess or whatever and grab a caffeine thing. And what I I, I knew I wanted – I, I was dragging yesterday. I was really tired. Um, and I knew that that was going to be a massive trigger for me. So out loud before I got in the car, I was like, oh, no, oh, no. Before I got in the car, I said out loud, I go, no caffeine. That's it. Done. <laughs> I literally said it out loud. And then when I got yep. there, I was like, dude, you said no caffeine. That's it. Done. So I didn't yep. get the caffeine and walked out. I was like, there we go. Little promise you kept to yourself. Like, <laughs> you're strong. You're disciplined. You can do that. Like, and yep. whether it's that or it's, I really am a fan of these tiny little, um, I am going to be home by six o'clock today. And mm-hmm. I'm going to, and I am not going to look at my phone when I do that. Those are actually harder. You can do smaller ones. I used to do little ones like when I walk in the door, the first thing I'm going to do is hug my wife. Mm-hmm. And you just do that. It's like, okay, you're making promises to yourself that you're keeping. You can trust you 
that's what confidence is. You can trust you. Yep. So when you get done, when you do it too, give yourself a little pat on the back. I don't do that yeah, literally, but like I do out loud. Um, but that can help. Yep. Um, and the third one is the thing that pulls us away a lot of the times from being a confident person is the detractors, the noise. Mm. It's the comments on social media. It's the um it's the media at large, right? It's there's a lot of things that can pull you away from being a confident. You have to avoid the noise. This is a big one for me because I work with high-level athletes and mm-hmm. the noise is loud. Like morning chalk up comes with a top 10 ranking, right? And you're at, and you're not in it. It's a power rank. Like, dude, they don't know where you're going to, but that could each eat at you, right? You have to avoid yep. the noise. And this is why when people get into like spiritual practices, they want to go to the temples. They want to go to the woods. They want to remove themselves from the noise because it's hard to, it's, it's more challenging to find you in a noisy, cluttered, complicated, confusing world. If you remove the noise, wow, now you can be centered. So Mm -hmm. those are my three. Become aware of your words, Mm. make small promises, and avoid the noise. Mm. What do you do when you can't avoid the noise, though? Like, how do you – because I'm just thinking about your athletes, you know, on that, you know, the the top 10, like – is is another piece of the the building of confidence the ability? I, I mean, I imagine it is, but the ability to exist inside the noise. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. That's life. And I don't. Yeah, I don't. To me, the fulfilled life is not the spiritual path of the monk that meditates yeah, for nineteen yeah. hours. That's not it. That you're not in. You're not in life. You're not doing it. You're not living a full, real life with all of the experiences. We want all of the experiences, all the good, the bad, and everything in between, because that's what's going to help us evolve the most. So the same thing with our athletes. I'm not yeah. – now, we do – like I really – people don't recognize this, but really high-level athletes in the NBA, they don't – they're not on – I'm not saying all, but there's a lot – like Steph Curry does, doesn't – he doesn't have Instagram. So yeah. you re, you remove like you really you're doing everything you can because he knows how hard it is once you have seen the noise. It's yeah. really really challenging. But the way to get past it is to get a little bit farther along through the process of finding yourself, finding your center and then recognizing that the ripples are going to happen all the time. Mm. The ripples if you are like water, you're a pond and you're trying to stay as still and as calm and as confident as you possibly can, every now and then, like, a leaf falls in, right? And when the leaf falls in, it creates some ripples. Well, and then sometimes, like, a branch might fall in, and that causes a lot of ripples. And sometimes the whole tree falls in, and lots of ripples happen. Well, what we can do when the noise happens, when the ripples are created, is let them happen and let it go. If you do that... The ripples stop. The problem is we have a hard time doing that. And when the leaf falls in, we swim over as fast as we can to try to get the leaf out. 
And what we're doing is causing more ripples. And when the tree falls in, we grab a chainsaw and an excavator and we get all <laughs> our friends to try to help us move the log. And now the whole thing is this like rapids, turbulent environments. And what we need to do is recognize that those things are going to happen and let them happen. And you move on doing you the best you can do you. Got it. Love that. Okay. So that was three strategies to improve confidence. Uh, watch your words, um, make and keep yourself promises and avoid the noise. The next one, three strategies to improve earning potential. Number one, be okay. more confident. Um, what's that? Number one, be more confident. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See okay. previous. So, all right. So, okay. Earning. So I think there's two ways to answer this earning potential is like building up your skill sets. Yep. Right. So I don't think that's as fun of an answer. So I'm going to answer this. So how do you build up your skill sets? You, mm -hmm. you, you learn, you grow, you evolve, you become more talented, more skilled, more valuable resource. That's it's the, it's the answer. And whether you do that by reading books or taking seminars, listening to podcasts, meditate, like whatever, like that's it. But the way I, I'm going to answer this instead is maybe not like to increase your earning potential, but how do you increase your earnings? Mm. Okay. Okay. So the first and fastest way to do that is to ask for a raise. Mm. Yep. <laughs> like, on, like that's the fastest way to increase your earnings. Like if you already have a job, the, fa the fastest way is not to go find a new job. It's not to increase your skill set. It's literally to just go and go, can I have a raise? Mm -hmm. But that's a really terrible way to ask for that. <laughs> so as a business owner who has a team of employees, I've seen this done a number of ways. I'll tell you the way that I would want somebody to come to me. And the way would not be, um, I think I deserve a raise. I've looked at Glassdoor. I've looked at um, whatever these open source, I know what I'm worth. and You're negotiating at that point. Mm -hmm. What I would want an employee to do is to come up and go, um, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for ways to increase my roles, to increase my responsibilities, and maybe someday the, my earning potential. Mm -hmm. What do you think I could do? You as the business owner, you as my manager, what, do you, what would you suggest I do to help contribute more to this team? Boom. Like right when you say that, they're going to come back and go like, this guy's hungry. This is not a cog. This is a linchpin. If we don't give this person more, they're going to be going somewhere else. You're essentially sending a shot across the bow in the most tactful, helpful, team-oriented way that you're not satisfied. You mm -hmm. want more. And what they might do right away is go come back in a week and be like, hey, we're actually going to give you a little bump. Mm -hmm. um, or they might go, um, you can't, this is it. This is mm -hmm. the ceiling. You're a cog. There's no growth. And you go, cool. Then you have to go somewhere else if that's what you want to do. So that's the first and most simple. I'm not gonna say it's the easiest, but eh, yeah. it might be. Um, but that's where I would start if you're trying to do something as, as urgent and immediate as possible. Mm -hmm. um, the next one would be assets. And you can either do one of two things with assets. 
maybe you have, so how do you increase your earnings? You could sell your assets. There are so many platforms out there right now. So we just, um, our kids are now nine and seven, but we still Mm -hmm. had a stroller in the basement. Mm, Yep. So we sold the stroller and the stroller, which we haven't used in three years, sold for $300. (laughs) I think we bought it for like 350. (laughs) It's like you can make money by selling the stuff that you already have. You know, this is like the Gary V type stuff. Like you could go to mm-hmm. garage sales, find a mug for 15 to 99 cents, go on a platform, look up like vintage mugs and sell mugs and sell them for like four or five bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. You know, the next one is, or like, what are the other things you do with assets? You could um, invest. Now this is a bigger, harder one, right? But I have investment properties that I invested in both commercial and residential because it's a great way to create passive income. I have a property management company that manages my residential property. I literally do nothing like literally, literally nothing. They do every single thing. The only thing I did was I bought the property. It's actually the first property I bought. It was multifamily. I lived in the tiny, tiny, tiny attic apartment. I renovated it while I lived in it. And I rented out the two big, two bedroom apartments below, and it paid the entirety of my mortgage plus. I was living there mm-hmm. and cash flow positive while I was renting out the unit. Eventually, got enough money saved up that we bought our house that we're in now, and now I rent out all three units. But one of those rent- units was renovated while I was there, and now it gets way above the market value that I moved into. Now the whole mm-hmm. thing is massively cash positive. So you could invest in a property, live in it to start and then go there. Also, when you buy a property and you live in it, you get mortgages for at uh, um, um, primary residence, not as a uh, rental unit. Rental units are much mm-hmm. more expensive because you live there, they give you, it's your home, it's cheaper. And then you move out of it later. It's, and you can remortgage, refinance after that. So that's the next one is assets. And then the third one would be uh, create a side hustle right? Mm -hmm. So whether that's a podcast that you want to do advertisements on, we don't do it, but you can certainly do that. Or it's um, renting out uh, a room in your place on Airbnb, or on the weekends, you go camping and you rent out your place, um, or you become an Uber driver or um, delivery, food delivery person. There's so many opportunities to make additional income these days. Um, Mm -hmm. so those would be the three is like tactfully ask for a raise, um, invest in assets or sell assets, um, or create a side hustle. Got it. Love it. Last one, three strategies to leave a lasting legacy. Okay. So this legacy is a weird word. Legacy used to be one of my things that I really, yeah, that's, what, yeah. that's what I included. It. Yeah. So you two more things I really pushed towards hard towards. Um, it was one of my key things. I have four L's. It was live, love, um, learn and leave a legacy. And just that word didn't sit well with me because legacy is a little bit like erect strat- statues of me and have buildings named after me and they'll remember me forever. And, you know, like, you know, Alexander the great or Napoleon or, you know, whatever. And, it seems a little bit self-interest. Like I, I want to be remembered. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, I remember every time you mentioned it, you kind of gave it a, ca- a caveat. Yeah. So <laughs> I changed it to lead. So I, now for me, it's cool. live, love, lead, live. That's the order I say it in now. Live, love, lead, and learn. Um, mm. But let's use legacy. So legacy basically means that um, once you're gone, um, you continue to have an impact. That's really what it is. It's not about the statues. It's not about the naming rights of things. It's not buildings or stadiums named after you. It's that you continue to have an impact. That's what really a legacy truly means. That's the way I internalize it. So when I think about it that way, um, I think the simplest one and pro- is starts and commits to some family traditions. Hmm. So what do you do every Christmas Eve? Do you go to a light show? Do you go to midnight mass? Do you have a big honey baked ham? Do you have the grandparents open over and open up one gift? Do do you um, do milk and cookies for Santa? Like that's the easy one that I think a lot of people do because it's Christmas and they have their Christmas tradition. Mm -hmm. But what do you do every Friday night? Like what's your morning look like? What do you do on Labor Day? How do you celebrate birthdays? Like your kids are going to end up most likely inheriting that. And they're going to remember every time they do it with their kids, they're going to remember you and the way you did it with them. And it's cool to try new things, but there's also a lot of power in rituals, routines, habit. This is what mm-hmm. culture is. Culture is it's a big part of a culture is the habits, rituals, and routines, the language that you use, the clothes that you wear. What do you believe in? So that's what we can do with our families is create a really strong culture through these rituals, routines, family traditions. Um, the next one is probably the most, I think probably the most obvious, which is if you want to have impact past when you're gone, it's to give your one of your three T's, which is treasure, talents, or time. So if we're going to create impact, like it means like impacting other people. Now you could impact mm-hmm. just, well, it's always going to be other people, I guess. I was going to say like the environment or impact something else, but eventually it's kind of all comes back to improving humanity at some point. Like even if it's like to save animals, it might be for um, um, humans at some point because they get to experience them. Um, but basically that treasure, give give your money away, fairly transactional not against it. I hope that people do it, but probably not the most fulfilling thing for you. Give away your talents, um, impact people through leadership, free platforms like this. This is one of the, this is one of the reasons that we do this, Patrick, right? Is this the way I can give away some of our, this is the way we can give away our talents? You know, yep. people might have issues with the word talent there. We're just talking to each other. We'll let it go. We'll let it go. (laughs) (laughs) We're just grumpy old men talking to each other. Um, And third one's time, right? Like time is your most valuable resource. You know, obviously attention comes above that, but um, you can't give your attention without time. Um, So give your time. And I would do it to people that um, you want to impact. You know, don't give away your time to people that uh, ultimately are probably going to be six, seven, eight degrees removed from you because it's not going to be as fulfilling for you. I'm not saying it's not impactful, 
but in order for your fulfillment of legacy, um, the closer, the more impactful. Mm -hmm. And the third one's probably the most uh, overarching, but I think it's probably the biggest one. And that's to live a life of meaning, a life of purpose, uh, healthy, um, fulfilling, passionate life. <clears throat> if you want to impact other, it's the reason I always say, do what sets your heart on fire. If you're doing that thing, nothing will impact other people more than seeing that because that's your greatest gift to give back to the world is the thing that truly sets you on fire. And if you live a life, a full life, not a pleasurable life, pleasurable doesn't do it, a full, meaningful, purpose-filled life, that will have the appropriate ripples in the right way, ripple effects on the other people and truly leave the greatest lasting legacy. Mm -hmm. So family traditions, rituals, routines, give your time, treasure and talents and live life fully with purpose and passion. Is there anybody who, in, either in your life or this that, you've, that you know of, who's left a legacy that kind of serves as a, I don't know, a role model for you or what you're trying to do or how you're trying to do it? Yeah, you know, the first one that pops into my mind is Nelson Mandela. Hmm. Um, so I read Long Walk to Freedom. I, I've, I've seen the movie. Actually, I'm about to go on a really long plane ride. I'll go watch the movie. Um, but super long book, crazy, like 900 yep. pages. But man, talk about a guy that lived with purpose. Like, and talk about the impact he had, right? He changed the world. But the, and the, what he was willing to do to live a life on his terms and the integrity he had to do the hard but right things and not waver on his beliefs, regardless of the, the physical and mental anguish he was going through, um, really, really inspiring, like incredibly inspiring. Um, and his last, it made an incredible impact on me. Mm. Love that. Cool. I remember that was a three by three, three strategies to improve confidence, three strategies to Im, uh, imp uh, improve earning potential or earning, uh, and three strategies to leave a lasting legacy. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, everybody out there for listening. Thank you for your ratings and your reviews. And Ben and I will be back next week for another episode of Chasing Excellence. You can get every episode of Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening.